Back at it, Paso Paso podcast listeners and friends and family, New Mexicans, this is Miles. Paso Paso is a network of early care providers, those who provide a variety of services that support young people and their families. And when I say young, I mean very young, prenatal, zero to three to five to eight, depending on the agency here in Taos. On this episode, we will wrap up my coverage of Highlights from the two-day New Mexico Early Childhood Education and Care Department Conference that happened in April 2022 in Albuquerque at a UNM facility. I was happy to attend with our new coordinator, Mona, who will be on a future episode. And uh, today will be a listening experience, little vignettes, little moments with different folks' voices, which is my favorite part of this program sharing people's voices and perspectives. To set up what you'll be listening to in addition to that, this was an exercise where the facilitator, Lois, who has been on this program before, asked for all of the attendants to draw a yucca on a piece of paper, and then they interpreted their yucca drawing and uh, described how does this yucca and its drawing um, that you made represent the relationship between the state of New Mexico and the various coalitions they collaborate with and um, support. So that's the context. They'll be describing their yuccas. Um, But more than that, I chose to highlight some moments that really hit deep where people were being vulnerable and honest and um, excited to share these moments with you. So as we explore their yucca and the way it relates to the early childhood landscape in New Mexico, hope you enjoy this episode of the Paso Paso podcast. One more thing, although I am unable to credit everyone you will hear today, we are going to start out with the secretary of the entire department for the state herself, Elizabeth Kraginski. I like all this thinking about the yucca and its impact, um, or you know, it's it's meta- as a metaphor for what we're doing, and it's some of what is bringing to mind for me. I'm trying not to get emotional. Uh, is that all of this was here, you know, before we did this. Um, what did we hear yesterday? McKinley County, 32 years, Paso a Paso, I don't know how long, you know, they've been doing this work. And when we think in early childhood about our job is to create the conditions that allow people to do what they're already wanting to do and to just do it better with the support they need. Um, I think about that in this state local communication. like. As good as ECECD can be, um, we have a limited role. Uh, we need our local communities to to help us to be, you know, that grounding in what we're doing. As together, we're all flowering. I love the 15 and spreading. Uh, we know um, you'll see soon. Our agency strategic plan is yes. We need to have coalitions all over the state uh, that are doing this work because. Um, as like the yucca that's been here long before many of us and our uh, Native Americans and so many of our communities have been here. Um, what are the conditions that as a state agency we can foster, we can create with our investments, with our communication, with our partnerships that we have in the children's cabinet, uh, that we have with other you know, national, you know, national, national and state partners. I just want to, you know, thank Lois as we approach this. We were very intentional, um, the role of FDP and ECECD uh, in 
supporting the yuccas all over the state um, and making sure that we were bringing all our assets and our best uh, to create the conditions to allow you all to do what you do well every day is flourish um, and support your community. So thank you. Thank you. First, uh, obviously, I agree with all of you. I want to specifically point out, um, <clears throat> Shauna, you said something that made me think about um, something that I read, which was you wouldn't, that was, sometimes we lack patience. And we need to, there, there's a time for the flow of things to take place. And so you wouldn't uh, plant a seed and then start yelling at it like, come on, hurry up, bro. We, we expect you out there tomorrow. Um, you know, it, it, you have to love it. You have to cultivate it. You have to nurture it. And then it grows into something absolutely amazing and beautiful. And so that's one thing that I think um, sometimes we're in a rush and sometimes we're in a hurry and we don't realize that it, it's going to come. We just need to be patient, we need to wait, we need to love and nurture and, and let it flow. And then by the same token, I just wanted to address something that I really thought about in my drawing and yesterday and today as well as that. I really appreciate the grassroots effort that, that the FDP, the ECCD has done because I remember a few years ago, we were brought to, a lot of us were brought to the table and, um, and the administration or members of administration in different groups were coming and saying, what, what do you think needs to be done? They were taking notes. They were, then they were letting everybody know what they um, collected. And then those ideas started to unfold. And so I'm seeing that and I'm just super excited because I know that we've had a voice and that we've been listened to. So I appreciate that very, very much. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, so going off of what you said, it really did leave an impact on me. Um, from my perspective, I'm still very new to the early childhood uh, world, per se. But what really has inspired me is the state of New Mexico in and of itself has come together as a community. I don't see this very much in, the, in other states where they come together and understand, hey, these, this is our future, these are our children, and we must nurture them. These are the, the years where they're little sponges, they absorb everything. And I just want to give a hand to like everyone in the early childhood field. It is, a, it is a field of passion, it is a field of heart. And like as you previously mentioned, you can't just plant a seed and be like, hey, grow! Like, like, I'm like, we're like, we're running out of time type of thing. Like, of course, understanding that we are unfortunately on the lower end of like the education the spectrum in the world, um, the world, the nation. But understanding that coming together as a community, all of us from different parts of the state, you know, I know we have some people from Idoso, from the north side, myself coming from the Chaparral myself, those very small communities, big communities, small communities coming together and understanding that our children are our future and we must nurture that, you know? When we talk about planting seeds, when you plant a seed, there's a telos, Greek word, which means it's what you expect the seed to turn into. And the process, when you think about, it's called teleological, which is where you always expect the outcome. And so I would just like a sort of a word of caution that when we plant our choya in a community, and when we plant our yuck in a community, and we get a choya, <laughs> that there's room for the choya, because it might work better in that ecosystem. 
And that's where the innovation comes in, that we have to allow room for that innovation. My yucca um, has pink flowers, and because I think um, we need a lot more color in our lives right now, especially after living through a pandemic and such. Um, but for me, this whole experience and really thinking about systemic change makes me think about my family who's been resilient and been here in New Mexico for a very long time. And um, thinking about my own boys and, and really bringing change for them. And me as a Latina and native woman, um, my boys are half of me and they are black as well. Um, I have really felt the need um, for equity and justice in so many situations in our state. And I feel that um, in these last few years, I've really, I have a lot more hope. And so I feel that things are changing, that we're looking at our biases, we're thinking about um, the inequities in our state, we're thinking about our native population, my family and, and our Latino population and everyone else, but also just really being honest about what we see and in communities, um, one of the first times that I heard you talk, Secretary, um, it was when you had first arrived and you were literally like just flew in and they brought you. And I'll never forget, and you talked about inequity and you talked about um, that you were going to work for the entire state. And I felt hope. I felt, I just, I felt that you were, you were um, intentional, you were meaningful, but you were honest. And I said, we need this because there's been a lot of people who have come before you and, um, and you know, they, they say, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and nothing changes. And I felt valued for the first time as an early childhood educator. And I went to college and I did everything right. And I would tell people that I was a preschool teacher and they would like, do you have a degree? And what do you do babysit all day? And I just, there was times where I just, they, people made me feel small and they probably didn't realize that, but our, our profession has not been valued or our profession has not been respected. And now we're finally um, coming to that place and we're, and we're being compensated. And I think that's huge. And so I just thank you for that. But my boys are gonna live in a better state because of all the work that we're doing. We're gonna continue to plant those seeds and plant more color and celebrate the color in our state. I think that's so important. That is so awesome. And thank you for all the, the kind remarks. And I think we need each other um, to make the yuccas, the children, whether they're the children or the stock, I mean, there are lots, you know, there are so many more similarities. I loved the poster session yesterday in my group, and they're like, where is that place? Where is Grant? <laughs> where, where is Grant County? Where is, so what an awesome opportunity for us to make this big, giant state smaller in terms of how we're connected. Uh, and we have real challenges out there. You know, we have local governments who don't think about children when they're making policies, not because they don't care about children, but they need people to educate them. They need to be educated about why their policies around, you know, well, how about this for schools, their school calendar, um, you know? That impacts other people in the community. That impacts families, it impacts people who care for families. And so I wanna see that communication become so strong between our local, even yesterday, I got to talk to a couple folks who are struggling because they feel unheard. Uh, from their school, from their school district. Um, but with what I saw in all these posters was family leadership, families at the center, centering our work around families. Families are the most important constituent um, to changing the way this system is designed. 
And so I'm encouraged that we'll have very healthy yuccas um, all over the state, um, but we're, we're gonna do it because we're gonna be intentional in how we educate city leaders, county leaders, school boards, school superintendents, principals of elementary schools, um, everywhere I travel around the state, people are concerned. They're concerned about what's happening for young children in our younger grades. Um, they're concerned that families' needs are not being considered in how they're setting up their schedules, their timing. So um, our yuccas won't grow if they don't have the conditions, they don't have the climate to be successful, and that starts with our families. So um, I'm gonna move out of the circle and give it to Jeff. So the, the first thing I'm gonna say is that I definitely am gonna take an art class. And, um, and you were supposed to let me go first. I know. <laughs> but um, so I, I was a, a senior policy advisor for early childhood in the Obama administration. And so when I was when I was thinking about this, this exercise, I was thinking about it as sort of in that role as a former administrator. I, I, can't, I can't talk for Elizabeth, obviously, but just to share my reflections on sort of communication from, from an administrator perspective. And, and I think, you know, to Elizabeth's point, and one of the reasons I, I, I wanted to you know, go after her is because she started talking about education and educating policymakers. And so when I think about the ground in this exercise, I'm really thinking about like how are we um, providing actionable policy recommendations to policymakers. And so that would be sort of the ground. And there's a lot of foundation that goes into those recommendations. It's, you know, you have to develop a strong rationale. Like, why is that recommendation a good thing? Like, you know, what kind of outcomes would it produce? What kind of needs is it going to address? Um, you know, and, and then you have to provide policymakers with information. How much is it going to cost? Where's the money going to come from? And, and things like that. And then making sure you're finding the right policymakers. What committees are they on? So are you, are you talking to the right people? There were so many times when I was in the administration where people would come to me and they would ask me things and I'm like, oh, you know, that's actually, IDEA is actually in the Department of Education. That's not under my purview. So it's always really important to try to find the right people to talk to. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about the process and this is sort of, sort of all about that process. And the other part of this is around coalition building and the value change piece that we that we start to talk about. How you create awareness, how do you change values, and, and that sort of work. So that's kind of what I was thinking about. I'm happy to share this picture. With <laughs> so interesting enough, uh, you know, I, I I went to, when I was in grade school, and everyone remembers old school report cards. I actually got an F or a C in art only because I couldn't stay within the lines, and this is kind of the same case. Uh, but in thinking about this scenario, in thinking about process, I, I start to wonder to myself, what's the foundation? And I think it's a lot of pressure, you know, if we kind of think that we as coalitions are the foundation. The foundation is actually the communities. The communities are first and foremost the foundation. And the other thing I think about in this process is, in, in the grand scheme of things, I'm trying to work myself out of a job. In a perfect world, there wouldn't be a need for any of us. All the children would have what they need to thrive and we wouldn't be here. And so in order for me to think about that process and how I work myself out of a job, I need to look at the soil and the ground first. There might be some areas, for example, that need some more nurturing where things haven't been able to grow. And this is where the members of our collaborative, and I thought about this a lot, our members of our collaborative are really the caretakers. We're the ones with the expertise, uh, with, with, uh, that, with that rapport, with the community that we serve, to be able to start tending the ground, to be able to start making sure that it's ready to be tended to so things are able to grow. Then as the ground is nurtured, 
with, with, the, with the feedback from our collaborative members in the community, we can begin to see real change occur. And so having a seed drop from a yucca plant is one thing, because that will happen naturally. But if the soil isn't ready to receive that seed, then it's not gonna grow whatsoever. And so our responsibility is to make sure that the foundation and is ready for nurturing. And I say that because anyone who knows me, and my supervisor knows me quite well, I'm a prepper. I like to prepare for every worst case scenario. And as I say that, I, and as I say that, I also know we have a huge opportunity in front of us with this, with, with this systems building grant. And the question we always have is like, it's nice for us to think positive. Will we have that same opportunity two years from now? I don't know. Everything could change, administrations could change, but what we plant and how we nurture the ground, that needs to be set right from the beginning. No matter what changes occur, we'll be able to adapt those changes. Maybe we won't have the funds we will in a couple years from now. Maybe we have to do things a little bit different, but if we lay the groundwork, everything, grow, everything has a possibility of continuing to grow with little resources from us. So that's the goal here. I'm trying to think in the process scheme of things, how do I work myself out of the job? That's what I'm trying to do in the end. And I know that's unlikely in my lifetime, but I'm hoping that in some point there will be an opportunity that the ground will be so nutritious that anything that we decide to put there will have the ability to grow. I want to go after these guys because they're very literal. I feel like I think very literally and doing a metaphor is kind of hard for me. So I have a, another like fun fact to add on to Robert's list. So <laughs> when I heard of yucca, like I, ha I just have a practical application and use of it. So that in, if you dig it up, there's a big bulb underneath. And if you rinse it off and soak it in water, um, it'll start to like dissolve and you can like rub it together and it'll make soap. So. Um, my husband's half, or my husband's Navajo, and my son's half Navajo. So in in the culture, it's um, it's used as shampoo, the the root of it. And so um, we were fortunate to be able to give birth at home. And then um, you know he was he didn't he wasn't washed for like four days. And then we went out and dug up a yucca, which is very difficult to do, both because the outside and then like digging down, it's like several feet, and then you have to like soak it and then anyway it was like quite a process but that was this plant was the first plant that like cleansed him so it does the plant itself has a connection to early childhood more than just a metaphor <laughs> so I just wanted to share that so that's my little bowl in the middle of my yucca um, so I like echo many of what you said that I feel like the the ground and the root is really the community um, that establishes us and allows us to practice culture and then um, I have actually like run into a yucca hiking. I forget who was the outdoor person. <laughs> um, like at nighttime, not looking, and my leg like swelled up. So they're like the yucca leaves themselves are kind of like pricky, and they have something on them that I'm allergic to. So not that ECECD is that, but that. Like, <laughs> like a protective barrier you're giving us this you're giving us this safe environment now that rj referenced like a couple of years of like this like safe environment to work with each other to grow and then hopefully you know create a flower and a lineage so that's what i thought about <laughs> you're not poisonous <laughs> it's easy to, that's not what it was on my point i'm sorry <laughs> you're protective <laughs> Puzzle, puzzle, come this.
Paso a Paso. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs>